Doc is just the most uh, awful. Uh, what? Like, I don't. Uh. So, by the way, when I just watched Bandersnatch. Only now. What have you been doing? Only now. I was pretty sure that Joe didn't want to watch it uh, for some reason. And actually, I didn't really want to watch it with Joe. Just because it's a make your own decision thing. And I didn't want to discuss each decision. Like, I really wanted to have... <laughs> like the control here that's fair yeah when i started the this i didn't really think it through and then you're faced with the decision and like five seconds to choose it and we were three in the room and we looked at each other we were like what 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 and thank god there's a default choice <laughs> but yeah i understand that point so first like i was completely frustrated because my my setup at home is so i have a projector which are, is linked to a chromecast and bandersnatch is not chromecast compatible Ooh. so it was super late i was super tired so i watched it on my phone i was like fuck that shit <laughs> <laughs> you could have done laptop as some middle ground but... yeah I could have but I watched it on my phone which which was like an okay experience uh, so first like I think did I like it or not I did like <laughs> it I I thought that it was maybe a bit much for a first try oh yeah yeah exactly like I, I saw that and I'm like that's it the genre is done <laughs> what, what can you do after that like they, they tried to cram all the ideas in the in the first try they ever did. Yeah, exactly. And, and I thought that that might be one of the biggest problems of the episode. Because you're like, no one is familiar with the genre. Well, you're familiar because you, you do like your own adventure book or stuff like that. So we kind of know like the principle of that. Yeah, I guess the geekiest fraction of the people, maybe. Yeah. The one who enjoy text, text games or... Well, I don't know. Everyone who's played Life is Strange shouldn't be too thrown off. But I guess the base demographics of Netflix is probably not used to the genre. Yeah, exactly. So, so you have that... Like, first, you need to, like, think about the genre uh, and understand what it is. And I think they make a great job doing that. Like, the first choice are basically completely useless. Like, oh, choose your serial, choose your music, and blah, blah, blah. And I feel like that's fine to make you understand, like, what the hell you're doing. But after that, I think it gets not complicated, but, like, your choice are kind of hard to make. And you have, like, that five-second window to think about it and i understand why they're doing that like to keep the flow going and etc it's to make to put some weight on the choice too it's your gut choice in a way yeah but sometimes i just want to like i don't understand why you can't pause the thing well you can come back which is the way they probably want intended to address that but i didn't see that you could come back though wait what you never came back no but i did all the choice like because Oh, you, you you mean you only realize that you can come back after at the end? It's not at the end. Like at some point, like it was a loop basically, and they tell me like, okay, do you want to go back there or there or there? Well, I think if you like leave your session on Netflix and start again, you can re-experience it without any memory of the choices. But yes, when they when they propose you to come back. They propose you to come back at the point they choose, which yeah. is, I mean, it's kind of nice the way they implemented it. It makes for a very uh, flowy experience. Like they know where your choice mattered to the ending. So they're like, oh, how about you try this differently? 
but yeah, if you want to explore everything uh, in depth, uh, it uh, it's a bit like it's not uh, tailored to be a user experience for uh, power power users. <laughs> also, because what's nice in the episode and what I really, 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 really like is the fact that even if you see that there's a loop. The loop are in the story as well. And so you you manage to have an experience of the full thing that doesn't break the story even if you go back, which is super nice. But at the same point, you don't have that much choice that matter. Like it shows that you don't have that much choice that matters. That's the main point everybody's like arguing about the, this. Most of people, most people were disappointed with this because quote unquote, your choices don't matter. And I think that's actually the point of the episode. It's like a really great questioning about determinism and free will uh, but most people read it as a game and as a game and as a gamer you're frustrated because your choices don't matter but that's exactly the point that Charlie Brooker was trying to make yeah but then you don't make the whole episode about it like I don't know like I, f I find it too self-aware and I feel like it breaks it a bit <laughs> maybe the problem is that you can't really transcend a genre when you're the first Work yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like they they they're putting all the genre in question, but the genre doesn't exist yet, right? They they should have done something stupid with the Walking Dead first, so that people oh you kill that zombie or that zombie before the whole philosophical questioning with free choice and uh, like does choice even exist? This episode is brought to you by Windows. Windows are kind of like walls, except they let some wavelength through, so the human eye can actually see through them. So they're perfect to break the monotony of a wall if you're not bold enough to go for the radical alternative that is no wall. So after last episode, uh, where we went really deep into philosophy and kind of a hard conversation to follow, and we thought that maybe it would need more episodes, this episode, instead of doing a follow-up and going deeper and deeper, we thought that we would talk about something a bit lighter. Maybe not lighter, but easier to understand and uh, not needing to read 10,000 books before, uh, before listening to the podcast. And that is talking about productivity. So that we can change your life just like philosophy, but in a simpler way. Yeah, just follow what oh. we're doing and your life will be better. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because we're, we're going to talk about organization and to-do lists. And we're kind of like two ends of the spectrum, right? So yeah. what should they follow? Uh, neither of us. I guess we're going to talk about pros and cons. <laughs> So I'm just like, yeah, j just before starting about productivity and what's up with our, like, of how we're doing it, let's just, uh, so our podcast, like, the podcast right now doesn't have any productivity theme to it, like, the first five episodes were not about it. Uh, the idea behind the podcast right at the beginning was to have three themes, the first theme would be productivity, the second theme would be uh, philosophy slash science and the third theme would be more like tech slash pop science. Pop, not pop, pop science, culture. Pop, <laughs> pop science. I love the thing. <laughs> I love the sound of that. We should use that for something. 
that would be the fourth sim. Uh, so yeah, so yeah. So uh, so as so productivity. Productivity. So as you answered, uh, we are uh, at two end of the spectrum. I don't know if you can uh, imagine which one is which. Uh, <laughs> You'll know soon enough. <laughs> so my end of the spectrum is I don't plan for shit. Uh, so I do have a to-do app, which is not really a to-do app, which is Keep, Google Keep, which I put pretty much everything in it with tags. So uh, you're using tags still? I use tag, but I don't use them. So <laughs> basically, I, I, do, I do write the tag, but I never search by tag. And I actually very, very, very rarely uh, go back to my notes. Uh, so I have a tag called to watch. I have a tag called to read. I have a, a tag called like to make, etc., etc. I have like maybe 20 tags. Okay, so tags are like genres of to-do items. They, are, they have a taxonomy predefined. It's not yeah, that flexible. So the thing is I can create tags. Uh, my tags are really not limited. So it happens quite often for me to create a new tag, which is basically useless because more tags you have the less tag you use basically like if you have 10,000 tags and it's a tag it's just not is there somewhere where that all your tags appear where it's recapped yeah on keep i'm actually gonna start my keep right now just to have it on my uh, yeah, yeah so on keep you have at the left the list of your tags uh they're called label but it goes to from like a tag okay so i have some tag which are two that start with a two, so to watch, to share, to read, to read book, to play, to learn, to drink, etc., etc. So things to do, things to try. It's your to-do list essentially. Yeah, this is my to-do list, and everything else can be ideas, can be uh, notes from later. For example, I have people codes uh, notes, which like so when I come to your house, I have your code. Yeah, the apartment, the, the building uh, door. Yeah, code. apartment building code. <laughs> people code. <laughs> people code. <laughs> Uh, I have like a grocery tag, I have a font tag, etc, etc. Okay, so it, it holds your grocery list too? You really have like stuff that is like immediate, short term about your daily life and stuff that's more long term about your ideas? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but like the two tags that I like the most, I think, is the always forget tag. <laughs> so in the always forget tag, there's like not that much stuff. There's actually only three right now. Um, but I love that tag because it's also the item that never popped to my mind, even if I like, I know that I know it. For example, there's this old, old website that used to make, it's called populist.ch. And it's like a 1990 website that allow user to create really simple websites. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I use it when I was like eight. And Why are you keeping that? Yeah, exactly. So why? Because each time I want to talk about it, I'm like, like, oh, fuck that shit. What, what, what is the name of that? And at one point, it popped back to my, like, to my mind. And I was like, okay, I can't forget about it again. So I put it there. And I always forget about it again, but like, I know it's there. But does knowing the, the remembering and saying the name, does it bring anything to the conversation? Does it bring your joy? Yeah, it bring no, it, it removes frustration. Okay, yeah, that's that's an okay things to do in life. <laughs> and so I have like a like I love this. I it's not really filled with anything, but it's filled, for example, with a chair. Like there's a very famous chair that every like <laughs> I don't know every 
which version <laughs> that is buy. so random like shared name and website names it's basically the stuff you forget and are frustrated about yeah exactly and you yes. know you're gonna forget again yeah exactly which is the important part so yeah so that's one of the tags that i really like and the second one i had Oh uh, yeah, and the second one, which I really, really love, and I used to do uh, super often, and now I don't, is my, what I call SITB, which we already talked about, but I kind of want to do... Seems interesting to buy. What? Seems important to buy. No, it's a uh, surge in the brain. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah? It's like the tingling feeling w- when you're like, when you see something really good happening or really cute or I don't know, something special, like I have this weird feeling in the brain. Um, Wait, so you're using this to-do list also, well, this platform keep as a journal kind of, like it's more of... But okay, so to sum up, you're using mostly Google Keep to hold your short-term and long-term to-do or inspirational ideas and stuff and also to keep track of your journal or whatever you're you're uh working on like your research project your current research project yeah basically yeah i kind of use it for everything except for long form writing anyway so i wanted to ask on top of you presenting uh, your system uh what are your takeaways from it because we're doing this also to talk to the listener so what is it good for what is it not good for what do you like not like about such uh so it's good because it's all in one place. Is that good though? Is, isn't that, doesn't that make this one place a big pile of things and very hard to access, retrieve information from? Yeah, so that, that, like, that was my second point. Okay, <laughs> sorry, I'm getting ahead of... So basically, for example, I have a note right in front of me that says, no more about China, okay? Uh, Wait, no, spell no. K-N-O-W. It's the opposite of like, I don't want to hear no more about China. No. Uh, So that note is three months old. And the purpose of that note was, okay, I had a discussion with a friend. I can't remember which discussion or what or whatever. But I I didn't know anything about like China history and, and like China politics even right now. And I was like, okay, I actually need to do something about it. I need to know a bit more. Uh, So I put that note in. And obviously, because there's no retrieval system, it's just there, like, laying there. And Is there any kind of organizational system, like uh, ordering of the notes? So you can order by, uh, you can order by last edit, not last created, <laughs> which is uh, speci- like very special. Like I kind of want to, I don't understand why they, they like do, did it, but whatever. Uh, so each time you edit something, just go as like the first task. Like the visualization is kind of a note, like a post-it wall. So it's a bit of a mess. Uh, you can change that from a list view, but the list view is just weird because there's not like there's a lot of white, and I don't know, it's really not usable actually. So the grid view is the only usable way to use. So we should probably conclude that it has a bias towards recent items right if you took something if you wrote something down a while ago to not forget it it's at the bottom of your retrieval system and you have odds odds are you're gonna forget it too so basically i think they really created that to uh i think the purpose of it at the beginning was really to replace post-it notes 
So people that use post-it note, like it's just like, okay, I need to remember that for like the next two days. I'm just putting a post-it like on my fridge or something. And when it's done, like you just trash it. Okay, so you, are you feeling like you're abusing the product definition? Yeah, I think so. I think like the thing is, they're not honest with themselves because if it was that, there wouldn't be labels, there wouldn't be like, there's a lot of feature, like there's a search feature, etc., etc., that makes it a bit more complicated. And it's complicated enough to use it <laughs> in my way, like meaning at the fullest, but at the same, and they, are, they have also a reminder feature that allows you to say, okay, remind me that like in, I don't know, t like six months. So that's also like not really post-it-like. And also what's killing me and why I use this project and why I wouldn't use this project for that if it wasn't available is a search. The search is very, very, very good. Well, I, I, I think they wanted to transcend post-its with search the way Gmail transcended emails with search, right? The, the whole thing about Gmail when it came out was to, to offer like, basically you keep all your mail and you retrieve it through, through search. And that was the, the first platform whoever adopts such a wasteful storage system. <laughs> yeah. But like that's that's like the yeah exactly that's a good and a bad thing at the same time is because you can search whatever then you can use it for anything basically uh, and you don't really need to think about how to to order it but at the same time then you don't research it when you actually need it for example I know that like for example I don't know one week ago I didn't know what to watch and it didn't occur to my mind to actually check what I have in to watch yeah. I see. So it makes uh, the you, you're writing like the input very very easy, but the retrieval is more of a challenge. You need to like either actively think about it or like it's a bit of a mess because everything's in the same place. This episode is brought to you by a lot of work. When you're facing a problem that seems insurmountable and a little work doesn't do the trick, why not try a lot of work? With a lot of work, you can do almost anything. Terms and conditions apply. So we just saw how I basically didn't manage my life with to-do, but I used to-do as just like a way for me to think that I manage something, but actually <laughs> I never retrieve any information of it or very, very little information from it. So it so brings you the, the comfort that it's stored, but without the productivity of, of doing it. Exactly. So it's just a comforting, removing anxiety from my life uh, app versus an actual productivity app. Which has value. <laughs> it has value. That's why I'm doing it, but it, it has no productivity value. Uh, you're doing the exact opposite. You're doing quite a lot of to-dos and, and yeah, and maybe you can explain like how that fit into your life. Yeah, so I think before, like once upon a time, I did, uh, I, I was doing something kind of like you. I, in fact, I think I used the ancestor of Google Keep, which was uh, in Gmail and Calendar. I believe you have some kind of task uh, uh, tab in which you can have a list of items. I don't know. I So I had also a big list of things to do and that I was interested in and a list of a big list of bookmarks. 
And I don't think it felt much like a problem. I think the main reason why I moved away is because this, this task list seems uh, seemed really like about to get deprecated by Google. You know, it didn't seem very maintained. And I was like, oh, one day they're going to kill it and I'm going to be in deep shit, I guess. So that was the moment I decided to change, I think. And I could always use more organization, but maybe I have a little too much now. So everything that was there, I put them essentially on Google Docs. So I think you have to bite the bullet and choose a platform online that keeps your stuff that is accessible everywhere and that has replication so that you don't lose your items. So I chose Google and I really made the the most of it. So I have Google Docs for my to-do lists of stuff that I want to watch, that I want to play, that I want to read. I have a a different Google Doc per genre. Uh, So I have a Google Doc for TV series. I have a Google Doc for movies. Uh, What I really like about the Google Doc is contrary, well, relatively contrary to keep you it's more of a blank page kind of thing like you put the structure that you want it's really more like i'm in charge of the structure and not the product designer at google so i have a lot of tables in my uh in my google docs so in my google docs for tv series for instance i would have a table saying uh uh short series long series funny series funny short funny long whatever, American, British. Uh, so, and I always uh, split the table, the split the page in two between stuff that I will watch by myself and stuff that I would watch with friends or my roommate or my boyfriend or whatever. I use a lot of substructure depending on all the different uh, to-dos. But so this is for the long time to-dos about what I want to watch or read. I have also a list of stuff I want to, 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 list of bands and musicians I want to get more into, list of short stories. Uh, I had a list of uh, writing topics, which is interesting because I moved it to Tumblr not so long ago to to be its own Tumblr. What? So now I have a Tumblr, which is only writing prompts of one line or something like that. Okay. I did that mainly because it felt like each writing prompt uh, kind of felt like a tweet. And would never like not not all of them would be addressed. Like there is a lot of stuff that are a nice perspective on things, but not something that is worth the effort of investing myself into writing a full thing about it. So I'm like I'm just gonna like publish the short thing, <laughs> publish the ID instead of publish the, the the book or whatever. Why aren't you using Twitter for that? Oh, because I hate Twitter. Twitter is garbage, and also Tumblr is freeform. It doesn't have character limit. It can ha- uh, it can have uh, text formatting, uh, and I really, really, really hate Twitter on a principal level. Okay, makes sense, I guess. So that's for my uh, let's say long term to do. So, so, so wait, wait. like uh, I think we need to discuss a bit more about it. Oh really? I was just getting to the meat of it because the the interesting part is the rest. <laughs> Yeah, I know, but... Uh, okay. Yeah. So if I understand well, you have one doc for each kind of entertainment that uh, you use. So you have one doc yes. for watching, like for watching movies, you have one doc for watching series, you have one doc to read books, you have one doc, etc., etc. Yeah. And then how do you order it and how do you know what to watch? Okay, so to 
stay a little bit more in these docs. So I talked about the fact that I use spe special clustering depending on the on the theme and the length usually because sometimes I'm in the mood for something funny, sometimes I'm in the mood for something dark. Uh, most of my to-do lists use color coding. I bold or put in red stuff that are the most urgent and important. Uh, and put in gray stuff that I know I'm probably going to drop. Uh, so the spirit of these docs is I go to them when I have a spot into my consumption schedule. Like I, I want to try a new series, a new movie or a new book. And there is like all the recommendation anyone ever told me or I picked up on the web, etc. Ordered arbitrarily by me and ordered so both spatially in the page and uh, colorly, so on two dimensions, I guess. So this is for my, let's say, traditional media. Now you have the new media that is online videos, which is more short term and uh, the input arise from people posting online, not people telling me about it. Uh, so it's a bit of a different flow. <laughs> so the way I get my input is usually I, uh, if I think of something, if someone recommends me something, if I tell, if someone tells me something, I send an email to myself. I have a shortcut on my phone. That's extremely gross and that's why Keep was made I know, uh, but still I, I'm used to Gmail and it works just fine for what I'm doing with it. So I sent myself a little note that I'm going to triage let later every day. I do some triaging like because I every day I look at my emails. So every day as part of my emails, I get the new ideas. So every day you look at your email every day. So if there is a new show in that, I just open the Google Doc and put it in. Okay. Is there a schedule for that? Like, is it every morning? Is it every evening? Every time I check my emails, I usually use it in the the first time in the morning. Like, I don't know, you check okay. your emails several times a day, don't you? <laughs> anyway, another source of input for my system, for new stuff being published, is my RSS feeds. And I can do a whole other episode on RSS feeds, so let's not dive too much into this. But my RSS feed is what's going to have all my subscriptions from YouTube because I'm using a nice service that makes RSS feed from YouTube API because hey, YouTube shut down the RSS support. Okay. So anyway, I get everything there mm -hmm. and I put them in my list of uh, videos, short, uh, yeah, short videos, like on, uh, online videos. So it's a bit of like, yeah, I'm asking myself, where the line should be between like the Netflix type series and the YouTube type videos. Some things are unclear, like one hour podcast and stuff like that. Anyway, my YouTube stuff, I put them on Google Spreadsheet. Oh yeah, by the way, all these, uh, all these Google Docs have uh, tiny URLs, so I can remember them easily, like tiny URLs slash blah, 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 my movies or blah, 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 my music. So my YouTube uh, <laughs> videos are in a spreadsheet and you'll be happy about that. They are also pretty much indexed by priority, whether or not I watch them by myself, whether I watch them with full attention or whether it's something I can listen in in the background. And uh, I'm using special Google spreadsheet magic to get the link, the thumbnail and the duration, which is a wonder for planning. So when I have a slot of like, 
60 minutes where I want to play Factorio while listening to something. I can just search in my database of YouTube videos for something that I want to watch. So basically what you have, if I understand well, is you have docs for everything that is backlogged. If like, yeah, everything that is backlogged. So if everyone, if someone, no, stop, 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 stop. If I understand well, when someone or internet tells you something is interesting, you write an email to yourself. This email then go to a Google Doc, which is all the backlog of everyone's ideas about what you should watch, listen, read. So the question now is, what do I do when I watch it, right? For the shows I'm currently watching. That's a different flow. <laughs> okay, so I have another Google Doc. <laughs> I have another Google Doc for the stuff I'm consuming uh, on a day-to-day -day basis, I, I, like I'm currently consuming. In a nutshell, this Google Doc contains everything that I'm watching that's currently airing. There's a section of it where I uh, specify everything that's airing on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, etc. And so the cool thing with Google Doc is that it allows you to write little functions of JavaScript to manipulate it that you can run with arbitrary triggers with your button or with custom scheduling. So every day this doc looks at my little schedule and pushes the new episodes to the top, telling me, hey, today there's a new episode of Mob Psycho or whatever. So it doesn't check on the actual platform like Crunchyroll that the episode is actually published because uh, that's a lot of work probably <laughs> but I can very well check and say like okay if it's there I'm gonna watch it if it's not I'm not gonna watch it and that way uh, I can keep track easily of what's going out what day and never miss a thing which is something the thing that I feel the most so uh, so basically what you're saying is you're doing that, so every day you go into that doc when you're at home and want to watch something. If there's something, you just like check if it's available or not and you watch it if it is. And if it's not, you're going to your watch Google doc and like check something out. Yeah, yeah, there's a section on this uh, like currently watching section where I just put for my own reference because I forget everything really fast. The stuff that I'm currently watching that is not currently airing when I'm watching an old series on, uh, on Netflix. I'm watch. I'm putting it there so that I, I don't know, I have a full picture of what I'm doing. Uh, I think for entertainment now it's like super clear of what you're doing versus what I'm doing. You're doing uh, ten different docs document for each type with like automation with like small JavaScript in your Google Docs that updates everything and that allows you to like basically not when you want to watch something or like do whatever you don't need to think. You just need to like go there and see what's happening. I think now what we can do uh, is uh, I I wanted to talk about not only like how do we do entertainment, so how to read something or to watch something, but also how to create something. So when it comes to like creating this podcast or I don't know writing a book or etc etc, how do we go into or even how to work like what we do at work, like how do we do we manage that? Uh, so for me. I think I think like both of us will basically have kind of the same system as we do for entertainment because it's actually quite close. What I do is basically if I remember, I don't basically have a to do except when I have too much too many projects. So at work, if I have like ten projects at the same time, I like to do a to do. But the to do is very very contained in times. Uh, but other world when it's like basically normal stuff and like just habit stuff, I'm not 
writing anything. You just keep it in your head. It fits in my head, and if it doesn't, it feel like I feel like it's not important enough. That's wrong. I don't trust my my brain with that. <laughs> so I don't trust my brain either, but I trust other people <laughs> to remind you. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Which is a horrible thing to do. So so it's horrible and to change. I've tried multiple multiple solutions to change that. Uh, I've tried to download like different to do app, uh, OmniFocus, uh, uh, like a lot of different app, a lot of different kind of like email managing thing, a lot of different post-it uh, thing like. Like at one point at work, I had like half of my table just full of post-its. So, <laughs> for for me, when uh, so how do I manage my tasks for the podcast? Uh, if I'm in the shower and I have an idea for a future episode, I would email it to myself. And at the triage phase, I put it in the uh, in our Google spreadsheet list of ideas. Uh, so that's for the more thinking tasks for the day-to-day task i have a google doc for my day-to-day tasks <laughs> uh, with a colon of uh, with like a place in the paper which is for everything that uh is productivity related like uh, that uh, it's which, with everything that is like how do you say work but in your spare time <laughs> <laughs> spare project <laughs> Like yeah, so I have a, a space on that with the, the projects I'm currently working on, be it a short story or the podcast. Or right now, I'm also working on a Chrome extension for my stickers to put st- to put auto suggest cute stickers when I type. Uh, so I have various like projects that have their own space on my uh, daily life to do list on my Google Notes. And so when the when comes the time to do some editing or whatever, I just put it there because that's the place I look at when I wonder like, oh, should I be doing something meaningful? <laughs> uh, otherwise, that's also where I keep my grocery list and my day-to-day list. So, so basically, you have one page with like everything that is not entertainment. With everything that's, yeah, tasks, where we touched a little bit about my writing projects, how I have like a, uh, a separate thing for writing ideas. Yeah, you'd say I have a to-do list, a, a separate doc for like long-term ideas, but the stuff I'm working on is I have a day-to-day to-do list page that I try to keep fluid, I guess. Okay, that's simple, actually. Uh, I thought it would be like more complicated than that, to be honest. Yeah, I know my whole thing kind of probably looks daunting because there's a triage phase and so many different storage locations. But uh, so the advantage is that it allows me to add various metadata during the triage phase, like the priority of things, for instance. And the fact that there's separate storage locations serves as a kind of index to facilitate the retrieval. So, has upsides. So, stupidly enough, we completely forgot to uh, say bye to you uh, because we were thinking that we were going to do a follow-up on our previous episode. But then we decided that we're actually going to do a full episode on follow-ups uh, from the first five episodes. So 
I guess that's all. Thanks a lot for listening and see you next week. In the meantime, you can uh, put your comment on our subreddit, notdailypodcast.com.